Let's join Carrie for today's episode of Love Talk with special guests Pastor Brett and Donnie talking about how people matter. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater. I am so grateful and thankful that you have found Love Talk. It's not the love ladies today, though. You just have me, little old Coach Brinkater here. Uh, Miss Evelyn has been a little bit under the weather the last couple of weeks, and so that's why you haven't heard her beautiful and amazing and chipper voice here on Love Talk. Just keep her and her awesome husband, Van, in your prayers. We hope to have her back with us very, very soon. Listeners, you are listening to KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk, where we build bridges of love and leadership, and we're so grateful that you're here today. You know, Miss Kathy Endebrock is not with us today either. Her father has been in the hospital, and uh, so she took a trip over to New Mexico from Boise, Idaho, to go be with her mom and her dad while he was um, in the hospital, and they could visit For a few hours a day, mom could go in for about 10 hours a day, which was great. Um, And then they kicked her out, I think, at 8 o'clock at night. Uh, But, you know, Kathy was there trying to manage, um, making sure that her mom was getting enough rest and just managing things with doctors. And uh, But good news, her dad is home now and feeling so much better So we're thankful for that, Uh, but I needed to give Kathy uh, another day off. So I've got some wonderful friends in studio today as we talk about people matter. I've got two gentlemen in the studio with me today that, man, they are loving on people here in the greater Austin area, and it's just an absolute blessing. Our key verses for today, friends, 1 John 3, 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. These guys, I tell you, they are the epitome of this verse. They're, they're loving people through actions and loving them with the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, they're using their words as they talk to people. But I tell you what, man, they are getting out there and loving on people. James one twenty two also says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Um, we're commanded, friends, in Scripture to go out and to love on people. We're commanded to use our feet um, and get out there and find people that need to know the love of Jesus. You know, we can talk about it all day. We can talk about it here on the radio and we can talk about it in Sunday morning, Sunday school. But until we get out there during the week and um, love on people, our words can sometimes fall on deaf ears. So you're going to love this show today as we talk about people matter. I tell you, October is Pastor Appreciation Month, um, and one of the gentlemen in studio with me today is a pastor at my church in Georgetown. So grateful and thankful. Just remember your pastors this month in Pastor Appreciation Month. You know, um, yes, they do get paid by the church. Uh, Yes, they do. But I tell you what, just hearing a kind word 
um, can do so much to lift a pastor's spirits. Um, a kind word, a text uh, after a Sunday sermon, um, a text during the week to give them a little word of encouragement. Um, and then obviously, you know, financially trying to supplement their salaries uh, with maybe a, a financial gift this month would be so appreciated. So just remember your pastors. I often like to say that being a pastor and being a coach are very similar because you pour your heart and your soul into people every single day. And uh, just hearing those words of encouragement, so many times we we get bogged down by that, you know, negative voice um, that seems to always be there. And then when you hear these words of encouragement, you just know you're in the right place and you're you're doing what God wants you to do. So I encourage you to encourage your pastors this month for Pastor Appreciation Month. Well, I know you guys are wondering uh, what's going on with my kiddos and cross-country season. I have bad news. Mackenzie will not be winning the state cross-country championship again this year. Uh, She has torn her patellar tendon in her right knee, and I'm so sad for her. Um, So she's on the bike and doing pool workouts, and she's not able to run. Um, So we're sad for her. Uh, But of course, y'all know I'm thinking ahead to basketball season, so I've got to get her ready for basketball season. So just praying for her uh, complete healing on that knee. Logan's doing awesome um, running cross country. It still cracks me up to see my 6'4 baby giant out there uh, running cross country. Um, He does a great job. Of course, he does this to get ready for basketball season. Um, So uh, he's doing a, a wonderful, wonderful job and so proud of him and his team. And then I my new adventure, my fitness class with my Parkinson's guys and gals. Oh man, what an absolute blessing this class has been for me. Um, just getting to uh, help those that are afflicted with Parkinson's um, lead a more full life through exercise and. You know, what a great tribute to my dad um, as he did this type of exercise, and I know that it it lengthened his life. So I'm really, really enjoying that, and we see more and more of our fighters uh, coming back now um, that COVID seems to be settling down just a little bit, and um, of course, we've got to protect this population from the virus, but they're coming back to the gym and they're getting stronger and they're loving life. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled to be a part of this ministry. Um, all right, guys. Well, it's time to get get uh, you guys introduced to our guest today. Uh, again, we're talking about People Matter. My first guest, his name is Brett Haas. And Brett likes to say, I've been a Baptist since nine months before I was born. <laughs> I love that. He received Christ as his Savior at the young age of seven and surrendered his life to gospel ministry at the age of 19. Brett has served in ministry for 36 years as a senior pastor, a youth pastor, a campus pastor of a K through 12 Christian academy, a senior, also a senior adult minister, and he's currently serving as associate pastor of ministries at Main Street Baptist Church in Georgetown. He and his lovely wife Kim have been married for 33 years. They have four adult children and two grandbabies, which is why uh, he and his wife. 
moved to the Central Texas area. They live in Georgetown, and they absolutely love it. Brett, welcome to Love Talk. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate you inviting me on, and it's an honor to be here. Now, you have a great radio voice. I know our listeners are going to enjoy that. (laughs) They get a lot of estrogen in this room, so whenever we have testosterone in the room, it's really nice. Now, Brett, you accepted Christ at a young age. Um, How how did you know that even that you were seven, how did you know that Jesus loved you even though you were just a, a kid? I would say primarily my mom and dad. Um, they they loved each other. I was raised and born into a loving home. And um, we were in a loving church. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had Sunday school teachers uh, from the time I was small that, that loved me. Um, and... So I, the people who represented God in my life were people who poured love into my life. Mm-hmm. And so I never doubted that God loved me. And when I realized that I was contrary to God, that I had done things uh, displeasing to him, that I had sinned, um, I knew that um, that the God who I had sinned against was a God that, that loved me. And so, I've, you know, that... The old Sunday school song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I was, you know, I, I had a Bible from the time I could read. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I would say my, my family first and, and our uh, children's ministry at our church. Isn't that special? You know, I, I love that you say you saw Jesus through your parents. Mm-hmm. As a parent, I, I pray my kids say that about me. I saw that with my parents, and I know... Not all of our listening friends are blessed with that heritage, right? Um, but we can break the cycle, yes. you know. Um, and if you weren't brought up with two loving parents, um, you know, we can we can absolutely break that cycle with Christ. Now, Brett, you have been in Georgetown now for how long? In Georgetown, well, I've been at Main Street Baptist Church. It'll be two years in November. Awesome. Uh, We've actually lived in Georgetown just a little over a year. Okay. So you've been at Main Street uh, almost two years. And I tell you what, you are a mover and a shaker. You love on people, Brett. You know, when you first came to the church, you were, you know, kind of leading some music here and there. And, you know, I thought, okay, what's, what's going on with Brett? You know, he seems... To have this energy about him, and you have found an amazing friend in our church uh, named Donnie Boyd, and I'd like to introduce Donnie now. Donnie, how long have you been at Main Street, Donnie, or been in Georgetown? Well, I've been in Georgetown about 20 years. You've been in Georgetown 20 years. Yeah, okay. I've been at Main Street about nine. Awesome. Uh, Donnie is 45 years old, just a little bit younger than me. Uh, He's married, has four children. He's been in full-time ministry now for over two years. He serves people from all walks of life, but he has spent considerable time serving the homeless as well as the low-income elderly population in and around the Georgetown area. He's also a writer and a photographer, and he uses both of these tools to help share the gospel with the community at large. I tell you what, friends, you're going to want to find his Facebook page and go there right now. It's called the Prayer Collective, 
it will bless your socks off. Welcome to Love Talk, Donnie. Well, thank you, Carrie. It's an honor to be here. Uh, I'm so excited to have these two guys. It's kind of funny. Um, these two guys, they kind of seem like the odd couple, you know. <laughs> I, I, they're they're different, different backgrounds. Um, I've got hair. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Brett. Brett has a full head of hair. Donnie does not, only on his chin. Um that's right, and uh, you know you're you grew up knowing Christ right. and knowing that Christ loved you. Donnie, tell tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I was uh, I was raised primarily through the foster system. I've never lived with uh, my mom or dad. Um, got to know them both briefly, uh, you know, as an, as a young adult, but they were never really a part of my life. So um, I spent time in, like I said, the foster system. Uh, I was in Father Flanagan's Boys Town in Omaha, Nebraska, for four years. Um, and so I never had a solid foundation, um, you know, growing up in the United States, you hear about God and you know, the church is, you know, a thing and all that. Uh, but it wasn't until I was in my early twenties, um, really struggling with drug addiction and, uh, just, just, you know, a terrible lifestyle that I started to feel God's call on my life. And, uh, and he, you know, he revealed himself to me in, in a miraculous way. Um, in 1998, and uh, I've never looked back since. It's it's been it's been amazing. Wow! How did God reveal Himself to you, Donnie? I, I need to know a little bit of the yeah. story. <laughs> so uh, I like to tell people, you know, I was saved on a Sunday, but it was not in church. It was about as far from church as you could possibly be. I was, I was in a, a dark, dingy motel room. Uh, we we had been really on a, on a really strong uh, drug binge, and um, God spoke to me through. Uh, some some friends of mine um, just said things to, to me that uh, couldn't be accounted for in any other way, um, and I, I just tell people I had, a, I had an insane night. I woke up the next day and I had two uh, primary truths running to my, through my mind um, that uh, God was real and the Bible was true, mm-hmm. and that has been my foundation ever since. And like I said, that was all the way back in 1998. Um, like a lot of people who kind of go through a, a salvation experience, uh, just it was almost like having a new set of eyes. I could see spiritual aspects to everything in life, whether it would be movies or, or books or songs and uh, conversations. I could see the enemy's influence in our world. And I knew, um, you know, that I was never going to be the same. And, and I haven't been, you know, and I, I went and visited my brother recently and he told me that. And coming mm-hmm. from family, that's that's big when it's family. You know, he he, he confirmed. He's like, yeah, you, you've never been the same since. And so um, I know it's a real experience and and uh, and I love God and I love Jesus. And I just really want to share that love. And I love people. You know, mm-hmm. we're here to love people. And that's why for me, the photography and the stories are so important because I am just absolutely fascinated by people's lives and how God works in people's lives. And I think that's just, there's no stronger way to to share the gospel than what God has done in and through our lives. Wow. Thank you, Donnie, for sharing that. Now, when did you meet your wife? So (laughs) I I met my wife, um, uh, Kendall, in in 2003. We uh, we met at Whataburger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was after church on a Sunday evening, and it was common for the young folks in the church to go to Whataburger and that's where we met, and uh, we were married within five months of meeting each other, and we've been married uh, almost 17 years now. That is awesome. Oh, friends, I cannot wait for segment two till you hear about all of the amazing things that Brett and Donnie are doing here in the Central Texas area. It is phenomenal. They are loving on people. When we return to Love Talk, we'll find out more about this, these ministries 
from Brett and Donnie when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found Love Talk, and this is Coach Carrie Brinkader. I am so grateful that you are with us today. There's a reason why you are listening to Love Talk today. Now, remember, if you miss an episode of Love Talk or you want to go back and listen to something or you want to tell a friend about it, remember, we have a website, lovetalknetwork.com, where you can find all of our archives. And I do want to pause here to give a little update on a show that we did a couple of weeks ago with Joanne Gordon. Joanne told her story of giving a child up for adoption when she was 19 years old back in 1966 and how um, that experience really drove her life. Uh, She felt guilt and shame her whole life uh, for an experience that wasn't her fault being raped on the very first date that she ever went on in her whole life. And our hearts went out to Joanne as she told her story for the very first time uh, fully and completely and publicly with her sweet husband of over 50 years, Jim, here supporting her. And Joanne has received some phenomenal feedback, uh, feedback from a young woman um, who is praying for her mom. Her mom gave up um, all of her children for adoption and um, had only has contact uh, with this daughter and um, for some reason is just um, reluctant to contact the sons. And uh, this sweet daughter just poured her heart out to Joanne and, and, and to us about how uh, she's so grateful that Joanne has received the grace and forgiveness of, the, of our Lord Jesus Christ and that he can take away all that guilt and shame, even though that experience for her was not her fault. And we want to be very clear about that, that Joanne beat herself up over something that was not her fault and um, felt all this guilt and shame. And the Lord Jesus has freed her from that. And we're so grateful that she was so brave to come on here and tell her story. And friends, you know that you can go to our Facebook page at Love Talk and uh, shoot us a note. Shoot us, uh, you know, your comments. We'd love to hear from you. So that's our sweet update from our new friend, Joanne. And we thank you for, Joanne, thank you for sharing that with us. Here in studio, friends, we have Brett Haas and Donnie Boyd, uh, two of my friends from church and um, working on pastor appreciation this month. I love having Brett here in studio and with our buddy Donnie. And Donnie, you know, you said you've been in ministry for two years. Um, and how did this really start for you, kind of this, um, you know, where you were became passionate about the homeless? And I guess it started kind of in Travis County and has morphed up to the Williamson County area. Right. Well, so, you know, I did, uh, I, I picked up a camera and I really fell in love with photography. And one of my favorite forms of photography is street photography. And that's just like it sounds. You go out to the street and you just take pictures of kind of whatever you come across. Well, I quickly in Travis County came across homeless folks. And, um, you know, I, I like to say that it, it's the camera that brought me to the homeless, but it's my faith that made me want to serve them. Mm-hmm. And so I did what most people do. I, I brought them food. Uh, I would give them money or I'd give, give them food and even did a coat drive where I had people uh, mailing me jackets and, and, you know, cold weather gear from all over the country and went down and, and gave all that stuff out. Um, 
but then my wife and I, we, we kept having babies. And so <laughs> the, the ability to go way down into Travis County and do that was diminished. Well, you fast forward several years, uh, children are a little older. I can get out a little more freedom. And in that time, Georgetown had really grown. And so I was like, you know what, let me take the camera out here in Georgetown and, and do what I was doing in Austin. And, uh, and I did. And, and lo and behold, I come across a homeless person in Georgetown. And for your listeners who don't know, Georgetown is it's kind of the picturesque, quaint little community. It's very clean. There's no panhandling. There's, there's no public camping. So homelessness really goes unseen. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of shocked to meet a homeless person. So I sit down with this man, and he proceeds to tell me about this entire underground homeless community that existed right there in my town that I was completely unaware of. And so uh, he's telling me about all the services, how they have most of their needs met, more or less. But one thing that they didn't have was showers. Well, our church, uh, as Carrie knows, used to uh, be a car dealership. <laughs> that Our restrooms were the locker rooms, so our restrooms had showers. So I thought, you know what, let's open that up to the community. And so I did so. And uh, we started the shower ministry, and that really boomed into where we had a really massive clothing closet. We would serve hot meals. Um, I met all kinds of people and really just dove headfirst into that ministry uh, full time. Um, God had allowed me and, and provided the provisions that necessary to do it full time. And that's what I did. And so through that experience, I've learned so much. You know, I said t- just over two years. I think I'm creeping up on three years mm-hmm. now. It's been it's been a while I've been doing this. And uh, and now I'm on a mission to share what I've learned with uh, the church and the faith community at large. Ah, oh, love it. Now, Brett, uh, you've been at Main Street or in the Georgetown area now for almost two years. How did you and Donnie strike up this awesome friendship that has led you guys to serve people in the in the Georgetown community? Well, I first met Donnie uh, on a Sunday morning at Main Street when he had brought uh, uh, a gentleman who I believe had come to Christ and uh, was coming before the church and uh, I met Donnie at the front of the church I don't even remember the young man's name but um, uh, that's where I first met him and I'd heard his name mentioned several times and people would say you need to get to know Donnie Boyd Mm -hmm. and at that time I was the uh, senior adult minister um, and our senior adult ministry is called Prime Timers and we did a monthly luncheon um, and which has been put on hold since COVID Mm and uh, so I invited Donnie and his wife to come and speak at one of our luncheons. I wanted to hear, you know, what he's doing. And so I remember him coming that day. I was very impressed with the ministry and with Donnie's heart uh, for people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know exactly at what point after that. I just I think I asked him one day, hey, let me ride along with you. I'd just like to go out and see what you do and meet some of the people. And so he took me out into the woods and down to the river. <laughs> and uh, uh, we just, uh, I met a lot of people that, like he said, when you drive by, you'd never know they're there. Mm-hmm. You just wouldn't know. And uh, we spent several days uh, just going out meeting people, uh, had an opportunity to share Christ with several. And Donnie just kind of filled me in on, on homeless ministry and, and how his heart was changing. Now, his heart wasn't changing, but his thoughts were changing toward how do we help these people. And um, and so uh, really just spending time together like that, uh, I had never thought about our differences until you had mentioned it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, we really are different. But I hadn't, I mean, the heart, his heart for ministry and mine are like knit together. Well, 
I only mention that because in a world that focuses on differences, you know, you guys are the opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to how you were raised and how you're brought up and how you came to Christ, right? But yet, the thing that brings you two together is your love of Jesus Christ, how Jesus fills your heart, and you want to share that with others. And so in a world that focuses on differences, you guys are just focusing on loving people which is where we all need to get to, right? We, <laughs> right? we see all these differences, and we want to focus on, you know, I look different, I, I, this is different about me, so I can't be friends with you, and I, you know, all this, all this negativity, it's mm-hmm. awful. Right. But yet you two, I, you, you just are the epitome of loving on people. Friends, y'all know that I grew up in the church, um, I strayed from the church, and, um, I, but I, I've, I've been in the church for most of my life. I have honestly never seen two people more passionate about getting out on a daily basis and loving on people. Brett, you're a full-time minister at a church, and you get out of the church, and you go and you find people to buy cups of coffee for, to, um, to, to go. You're, you're finding people to talk to about Jesus. You're not just expecting them to miraculously appear on the steps of the church, which I think a lot of us think is going to happen. Oh, we open the doors, they'll come. No, no, that's typically not how it happens. Typically, people need to be invited and very few people just show up on their own. And so I, I'm so impressed with what you guys are doing. Now tell us about, tell our listeners about this ministry um, that you've started at one of our local communities, our, one of our kind of elderly low-income communities. Right. So uh, there's a community in Georgetown. It's, it's, it's called Stonehaven. And what it is, it's basically uh, Georgetown Housing Authorities little apartments uh, that they've, they've put up. It's for 55 and over. Um, uh, some, a friend of ours called it the projects recently. <laughs> um, that's probably going a little too far. It's, it's not Caprini green or anything like that. It's, it's, it's actually a pretty quaint little setup. Uh, but what had happened with the virus, um, all the nonprofits shut down and these folks were very dependent on the nonprofits. And, um, you know, I'd been in that community off and on over the years, and there was some other folks at the church who decided they wanted to make it a, a point of emphasis. So we did. We went, um, hung door hangers, said, hey, if you need any kind of help, give us a call. A few people did call, and we established relationships with serving just real practical needs, um, you know, light bulbs and, and you know, uh, plumbing issues. The, the maintenance people at these apartments wouldn't even come in and help. They weren't allowed to come They in. weren't allowed. And so you have, you know, a little old lady who's, whose light bulbs have gone out on her, you know, overhead chandelier thing, and, and she's sitting in the dark all day. Mm-hmm. So just real easy fixes. And But that, again, that was that opened the door. Um, and we've, we've, the relationships have just blossomed from there. We've been real consistent. We've been there now for four, five, six months, maybe. I, I, I lose track. Here's what I love is that you guys didn't go, oh, COVID, I'm going to stay home. I can't love no, on people. You guys embraced the COVID Correct. and said, who needs help right now? Right. Who can I go and minister to? I'll wear my mask. I'll do all the, take all the precautions, right? But yet, I'm still going to go find people to love on. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, they were in need. 
Exactly. Because of the COVID. And in the beginning, it was it was difficult because at that time, everybody, no one knew which direction this thing was going. Right. And the very thought of even going out and hanging door hangers was questionable. Mm. Should we even be putting things on people's doors? Mm. Because you know, because that that really was the question. And yeah. I thought we need to. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so glad we had a lady in our church, uh, Kendra Dean who uh, reached out to me, this was before COVID, and, and uh, kind of pointed me in the direction of Stonehaven because of uh, the food pantry that they have there. And uh, um, so Pastor Ernest Jones and I went over and met with them and to look into their food ministry, uh, their pantry and to see you know, what kind of needs were there and what we could help with. And that was really the beginning of it all. Um, and then I believe it was Kendra again who gave me the name of uh, a, a gentleman in the area. His name's Robert, and uh, he needed his apartment cleaned. He wasn't capable physically at that point in time of cleaning it. And they have a, um, a an annual inspection mm. that they have to pass. Gotcha. In order and, to stay there? Right. Okay. And so I reached out to several people in our church, uh, uh, the Wilsons, uh, Paul Bedion, uh, Mike and Dee Dee Leeds, um, and I'm probably forgetting somebody, but the, 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 a whole bunch of people just descended on Robert's apartment, and we cleaned that place from head to toe, and mm. it looked better uh, than my house. <laughs> and, I'm uh, sure, and I'm sure he was so thankful. And that's, was, yes. that's just you loving on people. And that opened the door, and we just began to look for more opportunities. And then when the virus hit, we went out and put out the, the door hangers, and that's when really the flood of responses came. And uh, there was one particular one that I, I, I have to share because it's just, uh, I love it. Uh, there was a, young, a, a lady there, um, I won't mention her name, but uh, uh, she she kind of kept us at arm's length. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, it wasn't that she was resistant, but she just like let us kind of know thus far and no more. You know? Sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh we would continue to go and follow up and, and knock the door and, and say, uh, do you need anything? How are you doing? Et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and at some point in time, Donnie started a Bible study in that little um, grouping of, of apartments. And she saw it going on every week. And she stopped me one day. She says, what are they doing over there? And I said, well, there's a Bible study that takes place every Thursday at 10 o'clock. And she said, can I come? And you know what opened the door to her, and she hasn't missed since. Mm. And what opened the door to her coming was the fact that there was somebody going by on a regular basis, knocking on her door and saying, do you have everything you need? Are you okay? How are the grandkids? How's your husband? Everybody, you know. And, uh, you know, I am the I am the furthest thing from a handyman. <laughs> ask, ask my wife. So when I get to go in and screw in a light bulb for uh, an elderly woman, it makes me feel like, you know, I, I, like did, you some, I did something mechanical. <laughs> but, I love that. So she she was skeptical yes. that these guys coming by were really, maybe they were going to show up once, maybe twice. They, eh, you know, doing a good deed. But the more consistent you guys were, the more she saw that. And wanted to be a part of what you guys were doing. Yeah. And now she's a big part. Yes. Donnie, tell us about your Bible study. So yeah, we uh, we did. We we started a Bible study, and we just it's it's a humble gathering. Um, we meet uh, anywhere from ten to th- like last week is our largest one. We had thirteen people. Um, it's gotten big enough to where we're going to split, and we're going to do two Bible studies oh, now. Wow. One on the other side of the complex uh, to reach you know hopefully a different group. 
And it's it's just super simple. We get together. We all take a turn reading that day the scriptures we're going to study that day, and then we just talk about it. We we you know we I'll I'll do a little research and you know I know the scriptures a little bit, so I'll share what I know. But it's really just an opportunity for everybody to kind of talk and share their feelings on 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 the scriptures and what they understand and what God's teaching them and. But it's it's a social gathering now, and you have people who've lived next door to each other for years, who know each other in passing, but now they're part of each other's lives. Nice. Uh, I'll give you a quick example of how this has shown uh, fruit. One of our little ladies, uh, uh, a precious little woman named Violet, she she had <laughs> fell, and if anyone who's worked with the elderly knows, that's a common thing. They fall, they just lose their balance, and she was pretty well hurt. She had sprained her ankle and scraped herself up pretty good, and she couldn't get around well enough to cook her own meals. So uh, she calls me, we go check on her, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do this. And I started doing what I used to do with the homeless. I would take all the burden on myself, and I thought, you know what, wait a second. I'm in a Bible study with a half dozen, you know, a dozen other people right in this area. Let me go to them and see if they'd be willing to serve. Mm-hmm. So I go to first Mr. Ramsey, and he's like, yeah, absolutely. I'll, t- I'll That's take her. That's her neighbor. That's her neighbor, Mr. Ramsey. He, he takes her breakfast tacos in the morning. I go to Christopher and Agnes, and I say, hey, here's the situation. Agnes goes, well, not only will we, will we cook for her, I'll go to her apartment, and I will cook her food, and I will do so three meals a day. Yes. And I mean, like, you talk about a beautiful, beautiful picture of uh, serving. Yeah, I know it gets choked up. It gets, it gets, gets emotional. Up, yes. It's uh, it's just it was it was awesome. And now they're a group and they see each other and they come over and play dominoes with each other. And they've come out of their you know dark little apartments. And not that the virus isn't uh, not a thing, but it's like, you know, life has kind of got to go on a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think they're sort of in that mentality now and it's just it's really rewarding well and now they have a sense of community and they're yeah. looking out for one another and right. you know what we all do better when we know someone is yeah. looking out for us yeah absolutely you know wow that that is awesome y'all that is amazing okay so that's your ministry at Stonehaven which you guys are, are fully entrenched in and now we're going to be starting a new ministry at our church um, our church has been faithfully giving to Meals on Wheels for years, years and years. And um, I've delivered meals um, for Meals on Wheels there in Georgetown several times with one of our faithful ladies. And, um, you know, these you're on a schedule. You're on a super tight schedule, right? And you have to deliver the meal. You can't really stay and talk like you guys get to at Stonehaven. Um, You just get little snippets of life. Um, But we wanted to figure out a way to – really reach out since we're giving to this ministry wanted to figure out a way to reach out and Donnie and Brett figured out this is a great way to do this um it's going to be called faithful friends tell us about that well um yeah just uh, basically just that so we we were as a church reviewing you know the ministries that we give money to and are they faith-based and are we you know spreading the gospel as a result of supporting these ministries and Meals on Wheels is is not a faith-based organization, um, but we are giving to them. We, we know they do a lot of good, so we don't want to not give to them. So we thought, well, let's explore some ideas on how maybe we can interject faith into that uh, that avenue. Well, uh, not being a faith-based or, uh, nonprofit, you know, obviously you can't, you know, there's a lot of rules on what you can yeah. talk about. And so it dawned on me literally in the meeting as we're talking about it, well, what if Meals on Wheels just simply sent out an invitation to their clients to say, hey, would you like to have somebody come to your house to visit as a friend, uh, you know, to pray and, and just, con- you know, talk, ha- have, a, have a sit down? 
And doing it by invite only, that was a very non, you know, it's a non-confrontational way. Or, uh, you know, it's just a, a, a uh, an easy way to do so. So I approached the director of Meals on Wheels in Williamson County, and uh, a lady named Carrie, and she was just thrilled at the idea. I was, I didn't know that she would be so excited. <laughs> and so that's what we're going to do. Uh, we've sent them the flyers. They're going to basically just tape them to the to the styrofoam meals as they go out. And if, if the client is interested, they're going to contact Main Street Baptist Church. We're going to get them on a list. And the idea is, you know, you go out two by two. Uh, we'll send out a pair of people. I'm sure it'll be Brett and I initially. We'll go into the home, uh, just kind of, you know, see what's going on. And then just try to make a friend and share the gospel and pray with people. That's it. Brett, what did you say in the car on the way over here? You said, I think this is going to keep us. Oh, it'll keep us busy, yeah. <laughs> Busier than uh, we can imagine, yeah. But uh, it's a good busy, you know. And and saying that, um, I'm, I'm, we're hoping and praying that uh, a lot of others will join and get involved. We've got uh, at least three or four adults now out of our church that are uh, involved in the Stonehaven ministry. And uh, they're finding out, wow, what a blessing this is to be able to give and to be a part of this. And I think the, we'll see the same thing happen with the faithful friends mm-hmm. um, because it's it's... It's just loving people. We'll have to get an update on Faithful Friends. I'll get the update for you listeners, don't you worry, um, about how this goes. Because, I mean, it's kicking off here within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, as soon as they get the flyers Um, out. So kicking off here in the next couple of weeks. So I bet by Christmas um, we are loving on and praying with a lot of people. And like you said, Donnie, I mean, it's invitation only. So, you know, some of those flyers will go in the trash. And that's fine, right? Like those that want Right. A friend right. and someone to pray with uh, will have that opportunity, yeah. which I think is glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you two are not going to be able to handle this on your own. <laughs> I hope not. I hope, right. Yeah. We hope to have that problem. Yeah. People I'm running into now, I, like never before, I'm seeing loneliness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because of the virus. And, and particularly with the elderly people. A lot of them are already lonely because, well, they've outlived a lot of their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, their family may not live close by. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, just the fact of someone coming and sitting down and having a cup of coffee with them would thrill them. And so, uh, yeah, if, if you've got listeners in the Georgetown area that uh, want to be involved, contact uh, Main Street Baptist Church uh, and... I know we're going to have a lot of opportunities to just just be a friend. You know, Brett, over the last couple of weeks, for sure, you know, I've heard it said many times at church, just go knock on your neighbor's door. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to get close if, if you're not comfortable or they're not comfortable, but knock on the door and um, say, hey, I'm... I'm going to have some people hanging out in my driveway. Bring your lawn chair, let, you know. And um, it's just a great way to know the people around you, number one, and and get to know things about them that you have in common or that you can talk about. 
and love on people. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, my little neighbor, Joanne and Jim, you know, we just, we just think they're precious and um, our neighborhood, we know the folks that live around us and we look out for each other. One of my neighbors texted me the other day, Carrie, you left your garage open. Oh, crud. <laughs> so, you know, thank you. Thank you. I just, I, I love that. And so, you know, it's just, it's just beautiful what you guys have done as you are using what God's given you, a voice um, and some legs and, you know, the ability to go out and serve and love on people. And screwing in a light bulb is not <laughs> hard work. Now, cleaning the gentleman's apartment, that was hard work, but with a with a group of people you know, many hands makes light work. And that guy, I'm sure, was so grateful mm-hmm. um, for what you guys were able to to do for him. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, I, I, Donnie said something very interesting earlier off air. And I want to go back to that. It's about the homeless ministry. And um, I want to talk through that a little bit and just get his take on it because he's been entrenched in the homeless ministry for many years and he he understands it, and he is sympathetic to um, the plight of the homeless. And hear from Donnie and his take on a couple of things I think will be very, very insightful for you. And we will uh, have one more segment with Love Talk with Brett and Donnie when we return right after this. Oh, friends, welcome back to Love Talk. Coach Carrie Brinkader here. So great that you have joined us with Brett Haas and Donnie Boyd here today, uh, filling up the studio. No love ladies today, just this love lady uh, and these two amazing, amazing gentlemen who are giving their time, um, resources to love on people because people matter. They do. Um, you know, during this time, I think uh, we've seen uh, during COVID times the the level of um, mental illness and depression and suicide has just skyrocketed. People are lonely. People, we are built to live in community with others. God did not design us to um, be alone and be afraid and be scared and be fearful. He designed us to live in community with others and love on others. And so I'm so grateful that these two gentlemen are setting such a great example for the rest of us um, to use that time and that, that, that ability to just go knock on a door uh, to love on people. So, friends, okay, well, so we've talked about, guys, we've talked about, Donnie, we've talked a little bit about your ministry. Um, we've talked about faithful friends. We've talked about Stonehaven. Um, and now I think this really cool thing that you guys have put together, Brett, you've put this together, and we're calling it, you're calling it Church in the Park, and it's happening today, Saturday, this afternoon at 4 p.m. at, um, what's the name of the, of the park in Georgetown? Old, Old Town Park, it's on the corner of Austin Avenue and 16th Street. Old Town Park, that's right, Austin Avenue and 16th Street, it's right there on Austin Avenue South Austin Avenue um, on the east side of Austin Avenue. And uh, so it's a little park there. And uh, what's going to happen today at 4 o'clock there, Brett? Well, we've got uh, a lot of uh, free food. Uh, so please come <laughs> eat hot dogs, hamburgers, sausages, 
Uh, we're gonna have games, uh, cornhole. There's a volleyball, sand volleyball pit. Uh, there's a playground, obviously, for the kids to play on. Bring your football, bring your soccer ball, bring a lawn chair. And a very practical way to love your neighbor as yourself: bring a lawn chair for you and a lawn chair for your neighbor. <laughs> um, and we're gonna be there from four till seven. Probably start eating about five. Uh, there'll be a time of praise and worship, uh, probably 545-ish, uh, and uh, we've asked uh, Pastor uh, Lee Tanksley, associate pastor at uh, Calvary's Hill Baptist Church, to bring a message, uh, a short message. So we're basically having church in the park, but it's really an opportunity to, to get to know your neighbors. So if you live in the area, uh, even if you don't live in the area, come and, and be with us, but we really want to get to know our neighbors and just let them know that uh, God loves them. And like Chad Jackson says, God loves you, I love you, or Jesus loves you, and I love you too. And, uh, <laughs> well, I love this initiative so much because we've just, we just keep hearing about all of the racial unrest. We've talked about it many times on this program. And um, th- these are three churches, one uh, Main Street Baptist Church there in Georgetown, and then two other churches, t- the Calvary's Hill, and then... La Iglesia Bautista Nueva Creación. Excellent. So this is a, <laughs> a kind of joint effort with the three churches to get together, to get to know our neighbors, to get to know one another, and I just love it. I uh, Brett, I, I love your story. You said that kind of um, COVID, everything was shut down, and you were driving around town one day, and you came across Calvary's Hill Baptist Church. It's this tiny little church there in Georgetown, and you you just, you, tell, tell us your thoughts there. Well, let me try to keep it succinct. Yes. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I saw this church building and immediately thought, I wonder how they're doing, mm-hmm. because this is a very difficult time, and, you know, Main Street's not a huge church. We're not a mega church, but we're a bigger church uh then Calvary's Hill, and I thought, I wonder how they're faring with this COVID-19 and this mm-hmm. shutdown. And so I reached out, I called the phone number on the sign, and uh, got together with the pastor, Richard Malden, who's a wonderful man. And we've just become really close friends through this, and um, uh, also his associate pastor, Lee Tanksley. And then previously I had met uh, Pastor David Balderas at uh, La Iglesia Bautista Nueva Creación, and all three of these churches are exactly one half mile from the park there, Old Town Park. Exactly a half mile. We kind of triangulate the, the, oh, the park. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. And so, you know, I reached out to them. Well, actually, um, Chad Jackson with Chad Jackson Gospel, he is Lee's uh, son. And uh, he he had a prayer meeting that we went to. And uh, it was kind of a, a God thing that we all ended up in the same place. And we decided to come together to uh, do what we call prayer on the square, which we'll be doing again on the 27th of October. And it's more than just a prayer meeting. It's really a show of unity. We're calling it uh, Georgetown Community with emphasis on unity, prayer on the square. And this is Georgetown Community Church in the Park. And so we're worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ because in him is really where you find unity. There's nowhere else in the world you're going to find unity like you find it in the body of Christ. And so you have a primarily African-American church, primarily Hispanic church, and a primarily Anglo church. And the three of us love each other. It's not like what you see on CNN and all the stuff, all, uh, you know, well, maybe I shouldn't single out CNN, on the news media, okay, uh, all of them. Right. We as Americans generally, I don't believe we're a racist country. We love people. We, there are racists. 
but you know, Pastor Richard Malden, what I love about him, he said, he said, I don't care if you're white, I don't care if you're black, I just care that you know Jesus, mm. and uh, that kind of sums it up. And uh, we don't ever think about it uh, because that's not how we live. Community yeah. with a focus on unity. Yes. Oh, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Thank you for sharing that, and I can't wait for this afternoon to meet some some fellow Georgetown folks and uh, and get together and just hang out and love on one another. All right, Donnie Boyd, uh, what are your final thoughts for today? Tell our listeners how they can find you and your ministry with the Prayer Collective. Right. So I am pretty active on, well, Facebook. I say social media. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm terrible at the Instagram and all that. But um, it's the Prayer Collective on Facebook. And then I have a website. It's theprayercollective.org. And you can see uh, some of the stories and the photos that I've done over the years and kind of get a, a feel for the work and what we've gone through. Um, you know, I know we had talked about maybe discussing what I've learned. Yes. I don't know that we have time. Yeah, we do. We have time. Okay. Tell me what you plan. So it's, it's basically this, and this is going to probably shock a lot of your listeners, especially uh, from the faith community. But in order to help the homeless, uh, in many, many ways, we have to stop helping the homeless. Now, I want to qualify that, and I could probably spend two hours doing so, but what I mean is the, the give-and-go mentality, the go down, hand out a bunch of free stuff, feed a bunch of people, and, and, and quote-unquote share the gospel with them, it really doesn't work. Um, I went in so far above and beyond all of that, and I learned um, that essentially what I was doing was I was subsidizing poor decisions and drug addiction. And what I mean is by by meeting those basic needs, I was freeing these people up primarily to spend the little resources they do have on drugs. Um, now, look, everyone always goes, well, what about the mentally ill? Of course, no, I know that the mentally ill have a different set of challenges, but the the problems that we see on the streets today in Austin and in all these other major cities, is, it's, it's not a mental illness problem. That is definitely a component. I'm not saying it's not, but the main component is drug addiction. It's drug addiction, mm-hmm. drug addiction, drug addiction. And frankly, even a lot of the mentally ill are addicted to drugs, and they choose that over getting their prescriptions. Even mm-hmm. if it's free prescriptions, they'll still choose street drugs because it's easier and, you know, there's a there's a bigger thrill involved. So uh, with the drug addiction being the issue, I just really learned that I wasn't helping. The same people were coming back year after year with the same problems, making no progress. Now, I took people off the street. I gave them places to live, cars to drive. I helped them get jobs, food, money, clothing, uh, everything you could possibly give them to watch them, every single one of them, walk away from it and go back to living on the street voluntarily because Mm -hmm. it was easier. Mm -hmm. And so... My mission is to really kind of share with churches what I've learned. Um, When I say stop helping the homeless, I don't mean completely. What I mean is you have to stop in the way we've been doing it. And I have uh, programs that I've worked out. Uh, We're going to launch a a test run of this program where it's it's more of a mentorship mentality where a church goes and adopts one, maybe two people. Uh, The ratio I'd like to is is like 100. If your congregation is 100 people, then maybe adopt one homeless person. And when I say adopt them, um, even that, it comes with caveats. Uh, But it's it's the idea of you got to make sure that these folks are seeking the gospel first because what do the scriptures tell us? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things, food, shelter, and clothing, will be added unto you. Um, we're trying to do the opposite. We're trying to add unto them and then hoping that they'll seek the gospel and, or the, the kingdom, and, and they don't primarily. And so I think the church can learn a lot. Um, we can change our approach. We can have a much bigger effect with far fewer people 
than going down, like I said, and doing the soup kitchen thing and the free giveaway and all that. Um, we get a big thrill out of that as Christians. We get to still feel like we've done something. And I, I, I honestly, I think it's a cheap way out to give somebody a bunch of clothes that I was probably going to throw away anyway is not serving the, it's not serving your, your fellow man. So, um, it's, it's there's a lot to it. There's way more to it. Um, there's there's a, there's. The, we'll have to have you back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would love it. I would love it. I would love it. I'd love to really share what I've learned because I think it's a, it's a real way to affect the the large the homeless population at large. So. Thank you, Donnie, so much. Tell our friends again how they can find you. Theprayercollective.org. Dot org. Okay, and Brett, how can our listening friends find you? Uh, Main Street Baptist Church, uh, brett at msbchurch.com is my email, uh, so you can catch me there anytime. Uh, you probably won't catch me in the church office. I nope. try to be out as you much are. as possible. You are out and about. Oh, friends, I have loved my time with these two gentlemen today. Remember, today is Saturday, and there is there are church doors open tonight. There's church in the park this afternoon. Um, we'd love for you to come join us. But, friends, I, I implore you to find a church. Find a church that is preaching the gospel, that is opening their Bibles and telling people about Jesus. Friends, find a community. As Brett said, it's about unity. And, friends, Jesus loves you, and he wants to be a part of your life I mean, Donnie's story is so amazing. He can grab hold of your life, and he can make a difference. And then you can tell people about what God has done for you. Friends, we love you so much. For all of my girls at Love Talk, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.